Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. One moment, I'm having technical difficulties here, people. I just lost my switchboard. I'm so sorry. Ah. We're going to have to go with, oh, my goodness, finally get my switchboard back. Had a glitch right at the beginning of our show, and that was frustrating. So here we go, folks. Thank you for standing by. And I'm getting everything back up right now. Welcome, everyone. 
This is the Rad Reality Show Network. We connect you to the reality stars you love. And as always, fans are encouraged to call in at 1-347-237-5506. Please remember to press the number one key on your phone once you're on our switchboard. That lets us know that you're ready to join us on air and you're not just listening to our show from the switchboard. I'm Cherry Garcia. Thank you so much for being here with us today for the Manic Monday Show. with our beautiful host, Michelle Costa, from Big Brother Season 10. She's also known as the Portuguese Princess from Providence, and she's also known as one of the reality stars who give back to charities just as often as her schedule will possibly allow. Michelle Costa gives back to charities in her local community, but she also travels wide and far to do charities, too. Let's play a little intro music for our host. Happy Manic Monday, everyone. Boy, don't you love it when the day starts off with technical difficulties. <laughs> um, thank you so much for being here today to hang out with us. Um, our host, Michelle Costa, has a great show lined up for everyone tonight. Two beautiful ladies that are we are just so anxious to hear from. Uh, we've been waiting to hear from them to talk about Big Brother for a while now, and we can't wait to hear what they have to say on a few different topics. But I just have to take a moment to mention a beautiful thing that took place last night. Louis Louis Gervato from The Amazing Race Season 10 is just like Michelle, always giving back and is always involved, you know, in charities. And Last night, um, they were together. Louie is our host of the Amazing Race um, Second Pit Step Show, and he is involved in a charity called Children's Wishes. And that's one of the, the charities he's involved in so many, but that's one of the charities that he holds very near and dear to his heart. Well, he made contact with a little girl named Megan who was fighting Hodgkin's lymphoma. And she told Louie that she's a Big Brother fan. So Louie got Michelle Costa and Jason Roy to go to her house 
with him in person to watch last night's episode of Big Brother and have pizza with her. And they also got Keith Henderson and Michael Cowboy Ellis to join them live via Facebook uh, Live and say hi to Megan. She was at her grandmother Dorothy's house, and her mom, Colleen, was there. Her brother, Sean, was there, uh, along with Louie and Michelle Costa and Jason Roy and a lady named Donna, who also works at Children's Wishes. And they all watched Big Brother and had Megan's favorite pizza, and it was just a beautiful thing. And I shared a few of the videos on our Rad Reality Show group page, so if you'd like to see them, please go there and please say hi to Megan while you're there. Um, this is the kind of thing that I love to see our reality stars doing. And I'm sure each one of these reality stars had something else they could have been doing, but they care enough about others to give of themselves, to give of their time, to put a smile on the face of someone else who is in a real life battle and I'm so proud of all of them and I just want to say that our thoughts and prayers go out to Megan she's a beautiful girl God bless her and be with her now in saying all that let's get this party started and bring on our host Michelle Costa Michelle thank you so much for doing that that was so cool last night thank you for going to Megan's and thank you for going on on Facebook Live and sharing it with all of us. Oh, my gosh, Terry. Well, hello, everybody. Happy Manic Monday. Um, can I just say that it was just an amazing um, experience uh, to first be thought of um, to go. Uh, of course, the minute Louie called me, this was probably starting about a month ago, and he told me about it, I was like, don't even ask me if I'm going to. You tell me when and where, and I am there. And um, it was a surprise. She didn't know that we were coming. Um, and I was trying to get Facebook Live um, to go right away that when we walked in her house, we could see her, you know, you know, catch her surprised face. Well, I guess we didn't really do a good job parking our car because she got a glimpse of us, I guess, through a window. And from what I gather from her grandmother and her mother, she was running around the house, like, just going crazy. Um, I couldn't get uh-huh. Facebook Live at that time, yeah, because we were, like, kind of in an area that was a little bit secluded, so the Wi-Fi was very, very um, um, lacking there. Um, so we, we walked in the house, and Megan was there, and she had the biggest smile on her face. And you could see the tears of happiness in her eyes. And it was just um, to be a part of that and to be welcomed into their home. Um, Her mother, Colleen, and her um, grandmother, her brother, were just so welcoming. And um, we spent a lot of time talking with her. Um, The house guest uh, called in was Keith and, and Cowboy. Adam sent a message. JoJo called in. Um, during the commercial, during um, Big Brother, uh, uh, Louie bought his, uh, her favorite pizza, uh, which is peppers and onions. And if you guys have a chance, go check it out. The video is on my Facebook. 
Um, just uh, just to let you know that with well, last time I checked, it had 2,800 views. So uh, the more people that see this, the more wishes to send to her. Um, she's going to fight through this. Hodgkin's lymphoma um, is what she's fighting right now, and um, I, it's a crucial next couple of weeks because uh, she finished up chemo. She's going to do a few weeks of radiation, and then they're going to do the test to see if she's in the clear. So everybody, make sure you just send some prayers and thoughts. And um, and I told her she's a fighter, and she's going to fight through this, and she said that she's going to fight it and that she wants to be on Big Brother one day. So it was absolutely Aww. amazing. Um, thank you, Megan, for letting us share um, that moment with you. Um, she just, when we were sitting there talking game back and forth and talking about the show, she just kept looking at us like, is this really happening? Is this going on? It was so beautiful. So um, make sure you guys check that out. Um, it was just a beautiful experience. And uh, I've been doing stuff with Children's Wishes as well um, for the past uh, few years. Um, amazing, amazing charity. They do so much. And um, I just want to thank Louie, of course, for all he does, and Jason um, for coming out all the way from Fall River. And he actually came and he went to work after to work the third shift. So um, he went out oh of his way. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it was absolutely amazing. And her family's amazing. And, um, you know, it was just not for Megan. I think that was, you know, it helped out her family as well. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are are having their back through this fight. They're not alone. So I know a lot of you guys have probably had um, dealings with uh, cancer or some sort of sickness and know that just anything, anybody, um, uh, you know, having your back and just sending some kind words means a lot. So for everybody who was on the Facebook Live and sent messages and everything, um, much appreciated. You guys all rock. Um, so thank you for bringing that up, Cherry. Thank you. I thank had you. to. It was just such, yeah. It was so beautiful. I just I had to bring it up at the top of the show and say thank you for doing what you do, sharing it with us because it was just so beautiful. Yes, and um, thank you for bringing that up. I was going to bring it up too, but you, you definitely uh, have a way with words, so I'm glad that you uh, introduced that. But like I said, make sure you guys go check it out after the show. It was just so beautiful, and you just get to see her face. She's just so cute. So shout out to Megan. The show is for Megan tonight. Um, and um, uh, you had said earlier, you know, the Portuguese princess, so I'm the original PP. So I don't know where PP came from because PP – is Portuguese princess. So just remember that uh, PP in the Big Brother 18 house. <laughs> it just sounds so funny, PP. Um, anyway, so we have such a great um, show tonight. Um, we have Ronnie Talbot from season 11 calling in. He's going to let us know his thoughts on Big Brother 18, uh, who's been evicted, who is the HOH. Uh, we're going to do do spoilers, so we're going to be doing who won the veto, the veto ceremony. Um, we're going to talk all about Big Brother 18. Um, also, we have Krista and Tiffany from The Amazing Race. They will be calling on later on the show. And they have a lot to say uh, about Big Brother 18. They have a dear friend in the house, Natalie, and they also have some other types of information, which I want to 
clear up because I'm a little, uh, you know, you, you go on Twitter and you see stuff and you're just kind of like, what what's going on? What's happening? And Twitter, you only have 140 characters, so it's kind of hard to really say um, what's on your mind um, personally, I guess. Um, so we'll find out a lot about what's what's happening with the girls. And um, they are right now teaching a dance class, so they'll be joining us shortly. Um, if you guys have any questions, comments, we're going to try to get to you guys. Um, it's really difficult because we do have a packed show. Um, it, the, number, uh, the call number is 347-237-5506. Um, if, if we don't have time, Cherry, we'll try to take your, your questions and at least ask them on air um, because we, do, we are on time constraints. Um, so um, if you want to just listen, just call in the number, and you don't have to press anything. If you do want to talk and uh, ask uh, Cherry to ask us a question, make sure you press 1. Hello, chat room. You guys are just vibrant as usual. I love you all to pieces. So every guest and all the other um, originals that are there, um, what's up? Um, yeah, what's we up? have what's your guest on the switchboard. Okay, everybody, get your little fingers ready because I know you guys got lots of questions, lots of comments, and lots of things that you want to talk about. Um, or ask Ronnie because we haven't heard from Ronnie in a while. So he's a dear friend of mine, and he is also a huge Big Brother fan, and he always has really good points, and I love to hear um, his thoughts. So let's bring him up, Cherry Pie. I can't wait. We haven't heard from him a lot in a while, and he does always have great viewpoints. So I can't he wait does. to hear what he has to say about this season. Let's He's hear really from him. We have Ronnie Talbot. Hi, Ronnie. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi, my Ronnie. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Cherry. Hi, everyone. you got to say what's up to the chat room, too, because they're like, we haven't heard from Ronnie forever. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Ronnie, thank you so much for taking out the time uh, to call in. Um, We haven't heard from you in such a long time, and, boy, the Big Brother house has definitely been getting just crazier and crazier by the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. So, first off, let's talk about um, let, let's start off slow, okay? Well, I guess maybe we could say slow because there's a lot to talk about. Um, the season has been just packed full with twists and turns and buybacks and bringbacks, and we haven't seen it all yet. We, we, we're we're going to be seeing some more. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts right now? Natalie's the H. Well, actually, let's go back a little bit. Let's talk about last week. Uh, Paulie and what happened with Paulie. Um, he was running the house. He was like, taking everybody out without even being HOH. Um, he had the right. power. Um, he kind of went a little bit, um, you know, berserk as we all kind of do in the Big Brother house. Give us your thoughts on Paulie and, and how his last, I'd say, week was in the house. Well, you know, here's the thing about Paulie. I started off the season really liking Paulie as a player. I thought he was doing a really good job. But then I started kind of, I don't know, disliking him as a player because he got a little too, and I guess we're all guilty of this. I know I certainly am when I was in the house. You know, your first time in there, it's very easy to get cocky, sure of yourself. You know what I mean? It happens. Mm, yeah. But 
the thing that really bothered me about Polly was how he was disobeying the rules. He wasn't making the pies. He was, you know, that kind of crap. I mean, you sign up for it. You know the rules. You're part of the experience. Uh, and I'd say this is someone that had the whole dang house against me. And, you know, I didn't break the rules. I followed the rules, even though I knew it was extremely bleak for myself. So, but you still follow the rules, you, you know? Do you think that production should have kind of put their foot down? Um, because shouldn't he have walked out of the house with his tie-making outfit? Did he have to wear that all the time? Or, like, I thought he had to wear that mm, all the time, I don't know. Right? I wondered that, but I don't know the rules that they had with that. I don't know if it was something he only wore when making the pies or if it was, like, an actual punishment costume. I don't know. Yeah, I was curious about that, too, because I was like, hmm, I thought he should be wearing the pie outfit, but I thought the same thing. Like, was it just when, you know, he had to make the pies, he threw that on and stuff right. like that? So I wasn't quite sure. But, I mean, a lot of people were upset because, you know, um, the Patriot Tard was being worn as it should, the Safety Tard was being uh-huh. worn as it should, the Secret Nicole Service. Was um, yeah, yeah, I mean, so a lot of people kind of were upset about that. But he probably, uh, probably did say in the interview that he was kind of is – gameplay to make it seem like, you know, that he checked out, but it's like, no, you just oh, it actually not. were disobeying. Yeah, you were disobeying what you were he told. Okay, baked pies. He, you know, he thumbed his nose at, at doing what he was supposed to, and finally Corey was able to talk him into, you know, following through and told him to man up, you know, right. and don't be soft, and right. Go ahead and, and do See, what you're supposed to do. Corey shouldn't have had to have done that. I mean, no. Corey's hardly played a bad game. He's played a good game. You know, I mean, he made it pretty far, really far. But he was uh, that guy. I mean, and with especially with his brother being Cody, a former house yeah. guest who got second place. I know Cody. I mean, he even said to himself they had countless conversations. He had conversations with Cody and Derek. Well, if Cody and Derek didn't tell him hey, no matter what, you got to follow the rules and whatever, then, you know, I, I don't believe for a second they didn't tell him that. I mean, he should have known that. I mean, well, only one person's going to win. He brought him up all the time, right? He brought up, you know, right. uh, Cody and Derek, and, you know, they did what they were supposed to do. You know, they followed the rules. Um, even if they didn't have a punishment like that, I'm sure that they told them, dude, do what you're supposed to do. You know, gameplay is one thing, but if that's right. what you're supposed to do and you get that punishment, then you kind of got to go through it with it, you know. Um, it might not be what you like. Like, I didn't like wearing the unitard the first, you know, few minutes of it. Of course, I disliked it, but, I mean, I, I worked with it and I made it fun, you know, had fun with it. But, you know, it uh, definitely seems like he, he, you know, was a little sore sport about right. it. You know, I wonder. I always wondered this whole on, season. You know? I've wondered since this cast was announced, and I mean, of course, it was rumored preseason. You know, you knew it, everyone was saying that Polly was going to be in the cast, and it was rumored, but you know, it was confirmed once the cast was announced. But I always wondered if, in secret, Cody told Polly, "You only need one piece of advice, brother." Don't take your Derek to the final two. Take your Victoria. Like, that should have been his real piece of advice. Yeah, you know, definitely that. And I'm Victoria. 
Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And then also the the non-showmance. I mean, if he was following what Cody and Derek told him the entire time, I'm sure they told him, do not have a showmance. And as much as Paulie wants to deny it, he had a showmance that he, he well, did. He and he should himself. have saved Zakia. He screwed up big time. Sure. Yes. There's an article yeah, out there that, that that Cody did that said that was one of the first things he told Polly was do not have a showman's and that you know that was one of the first things Cody did was fall into you know a showman's with Sakia and then yeah. he didn't even use the showman's to his advantage. <laughs> no, well, yeah, if you're the showman's like that and the way Zakia was into him, yeah, you you got to keep that and ride that showman's for as long as you can because once you're in and in that you're committed. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I would have thought that, you know, he would have, you know, because he, he's all about having the numbers or having people on his side that he can tell them what to do if they were had the power. Um, and I think that he still had the guys where if he kept the key in, I think that would have kind of blown over with the guys and they still would have been on his side and he would have had Zakia as well. So... Um, it was like he set himself up and then he failed himself, don't you think? Yeah, he – That I think, you know, Paulie can definitely look back on that week and be like, eh, I think that's the week where everything took a nosedive. Because, I mean, the other thing that people don't understand about Big Brother when they're watching, but, you know, I didn't understand – I mean, well, I understood it to a certain degree, but I completely, I, I guess I want to say what I want to say is as a player, I underestimated the value of this. You need to keep targets in the game ahead of you. Because if you get rid of the big targets, you become the tip of the arrow. And you're instantly yeah. the next one to go. And that's where Polly screwed up. Polly needed to keep other targets that people are going to go after. But once you got rid of the Bridges, once you got rid of the Kia, once you got rid of, you know, Devon, all these people that everyone was looking at, then they all turned and looked at Polly, you know? Yeah, and also I think Tiffany, I think that that was um, yeah. Oh, yeah. also something Tiffany that was huge. A lot longer than they did. Yeah, because she wasn't I mean, winning comps, really, right? Yeah, no, but he made an emphasis on the fact that she was um, Vanessa's sister. And it's like, oh, why do you keep Cody's making brother? a big deal? <laughs> yeah. That's why I was so confused. I was like, why do you keep saying that? Stop reminding people that you also are a sibling, you know? I mean, yeah, work I with her until the numbers Eric go down. <laughs> Eric was the one that put that in his head. That was one thing that um, was also put out there in an article that Derek told him, if Vanessa is in the house, get her out as soon as possible. And if it happens to be her sister, get her out as soon as possible as well. So he went into the house with that thought in his mind. If one of those two women are in the house, this is being told to me by Derek, the person that has one big brother and who I think sits like on a pedestal. This is, is, is who is telling me this. So yeah. he walked in the door and there sat one of those women. Right. And but so in his mind, that... he had, you know, blinders on. He had to get that woman out. Right. Yeah, but Michelle, don't you agree with this, being a, having been in that house? And, you know, something that as a viewer prior to being on the show, I I 
sincerely felt like, oh, so-and-so is a great player. They're one of the greats. So-and-so is a good player. But here's the thing about it that I understand so much better, having been in that house. And I, I have a feeling Michelle's going to agree with me here. A player is only as good or bad as the people they're in the house with. If you take someone and put them in a house full of people that believe a whole lot of BS, they're going to seem amazing because they're going to be able to run circles around those people. On the other hand, you take someone that's a, and put the, that may be a good player, but you put them in a house full of equally good players, all of a sudden everything gets tossed up. And someone who won a season, you throw everyone of the same cast back in there, it's a whole new outcome. You know what I mean? It's a whole yeah, different I, world. I agree with you. I, I also totally agree with the point that you made um, earlier saying that um, sometimes it's better to keep the bigger targets in um, depending on what your numbers are, you know, where you're at right. in the game. Um, because when you are you get rid of one person, you have to think, okay, like a, like a chess board, who would be the next person in that place? And, you know, you might be the one that that takes over that piece and you're easily uh, extinguishable, I mean, to other people's eyes. Right. So I agree with that, you know, that it, it, it really is uh, surrounding of who you're with in the house. But you're also blinded and you go kind of like, you know, totally left field of what your plans and thoughts are being in that house because it right. really is a difficult situation. Uh, situation to be in um you know uh you go in that house with the plan and i mean for me you know that gets thrown out the window right away when you walk in um it, you know because it's really difficult you really don't know how other people are going to react what they're going to do what they're going to say you know right. and what kind of twists are going to happen so it's like walking on eggshells constantly you just got to know which way to go do you go down the sunny path or do you go down like the cloudy path where you know, I mean, right. you might hit a storm or two. That's and see, the best decide. thing Derek could have told Polly. I understand Derek's uh, reasoning, and it's good reasoning, in telling him about Vanessa or Vanessa's sister. But see, Vanessa's been proven. We know what Vanessa's done in the house. But see, Vanessa's sister, you're assuming she's going to be like Vanessa, which we know she's not. I mean, yes, she's her sister, but she's not the same quality of player. And by quality, I don't mean good or bad. By quality, I mean she brings different attributes to the table. Every player brings something different to the table. They're not all physical comp threats. They're not all mental comp threats. They're not all good social gamers. Everyone brings something different. But, see, the best advice, like my brother would never be on Big Brother, but if I had to give anyone that I knew advice that was going to go be on Big Brother, the advice would be this. I would say, you need to remain fluid at all times. Look at every week as a soft reset, and you need to say, what do I need to do this week to stay in the game? Do I need to float? Do I need to win? Like, you know what I mean? You've got to change it up. There's no one strategy that's going to work. Oh, absolutely. You've got to be a chameleon. You've got to adapt to each week until it gets to a certain um, yep. amount of numbers. I think the biggest kind of mix-up that happened this year was Frankie letting, uh, I'm I'm sorry, not Frankie, Frank, letting people know about this eight-person alliance, and it kind of crumbled from there right in the beginning of the season. And you're like, 
why would you do that? You know, you already have targets on your back because you're a veteran. You know, there's already a lot going mm-hmm. on with, you know, things are going on with, like, you know, the females and stuff like that. Like, why do that? And I think people's, you know, they, they obviously lose focus, but they, it also mm-hmm. becomes a personal game where, where it's really difficult to separate it, but you really got to try hard to separate personal and business. You know, you're there right. to win money, you know, and you got to go week by week, Bonnie. You, you know, in the beginning, you can't think ahead and say, I'm going to win this all. No, you got to right. break it down into little game plans. Yep. See, that's where I really went wrong was from week one and 11, I was thinking I need to get myself set up with a good alliance. Now, whereas I really should have been saying, I just, anyone but me this week. Like for the first six weeks, I should have been like, anyone but me. I don't care. Anyone but me. That <laughs> should have been my mentality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, but, like, <laughs> it's so easy to look from the outside in, Ronnie, right? No, it and is. And to, yeah. to think and process things properly and then being inside that fishbowl, you know. Oh, yeah. And, you, and you that's why I was so to sad breathe. the vets imploded so early, guys. I was really sad they imploded. They had a huge advantage, especially having two siblings, a former house guest. The four vets should have grabbed them and made a run for it. I thought that that was going to happen. I thought that was going to happen. I think everybody did, they right? They could have just, I mean, they would have been guaranteed final eight, all six of them, I promise you. Well, also, I think that the team twist thing was for, I shouldn't say it was for the vets to say, but it aided in not getting the vets out right away because, you know, there were some teams that were right. uh, safe, you know, and each vet had, you know, their team. Um, but, unfortunately, the vets started going after each other, and that's that's just the game, um, the house, you know, eating you up and spitting you right. out um, and stuff. But um, and it's also who you set yourself up with because, you know, my uh, alliance, we were strong. Uh, we were good in competitions, and we, it, they got picked off one by one. And then I'm left alone, like, oh crap, what do I do now? And the, my last alliance member rode my coattails till they jumped off and, and evicted me. And that's just sometimes the way it goes. You can do as much as you can, but unless you have a, a, a good surroundings, which sometimes, Ronnie, you know that. You know, hindsight, to hindsight, you know, you think that they're the person you can trust the most, and they're actually right. the ones that, you know, as we see in this season, not stabbed you in the back, but stabbed you in the front, right? Right. See, and I don't know. See, this season, I know this is the game. The twists are part of the game. We all know it happens. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm kind of don't like that – the, the, they're in the final seven now, right? Yeah, there's seven of them left. There'll be six yeah. after Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Well, everyone in the game now essentially has had four shots at staying in the game. Four. They had their original chance, right, when they first went into the house. But should they have been evicted, they had the pre-jury uh, battle back. So that would have been yep. chance number two. Then they had the potential of the round trip if they had it. So that was chance number three. And now there's a juror coming back. So everyone who made juries getting a fourth chance. 
I mean, that's, uh, that's four chances at staying in the game. My God, I wish I had chances. four chances. Yeah. I only had one. How about you, Michelle? I I, I had one and done. Yes, one and done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as we saw, Victor battled back, and he made it into the house. Uh, he's, to me, playing a phenomenal game, winning, oh, um, doing awesome. his own thing. Back. Holy cow. Oh, yeah, and um, we're going to be saying spoilers here, so, you know, I'm sure you guys all know out there anyway. Victor is on the block um, along with Paul, and as we're going to be letting you guys know, Paul won the veto and is no longer on the block in his quarry. So imagine this, right, Cherry and and Ronnie? So imagine if Victor gets voted out, right? They do the the, Mm -hmm. uh, buyback jury. Imagine if he comes back a third time. Do you think... Somebody that has gotten that many chances, because I, I saw this on, online. Do you think that they deserve to win automatically, or they don't deserve to win at all because they should have never gotten any chances? I say give him the money and just, you know, let's just call it a day because, shit, if you got out three times and you got back in, you know what? I think you yeah. deserve it. It's not oh, their fault that that's the twist. Yeah, I agree they with you. If someone is evicted, battles their way back, wins the HOHs and vetoes, then is evicted a second time, and then comes back, I would just be like, holy hell. If he made the final two, you have to give him the money. How can you not vote for him to win? Yeah, and and people are like, well, you know what? He should have gotten a chance anyway, but that's Big Brother. Expect the unexpected. The twist and the turn. That's what we sign it's up for. It's part of the game, like I said, you're right. Yeah, and people want to see that. They always want to see these special powers. But yet, when these special powers come up, they don't want to see it at all as long. You know what it really is? It really comes down to who they um, are rooting for. Mm-hmm. And if it's against them, they don't like it. If it's for them, they like it. So that's just how it right. is. I think the Big Brother world is, is, is amazing the way it is. We, we can't all like the same person. We can't all like the same twist. And right. that's just the way the cookie crumbles. And guess what? He's been eating those crumbs, and he's come back, and nobody's put him on the block until now. And I think that right. we all know that Natalie won HOH, and Michelle got co-HOH with the care package. And I think Natalie did a great job putting up the guys because you know what? If it really comes down to it, if you were Natalie, who would you put up? Who would you put up, Ronnie? I would have done definitely two guys. I probably would have done Corey. And I would say maybe Victor because Victor wins a lot. So if he's going to win the, the veto, get him out and then put Paul up. What would you have done? Uh, if I were Natalie, I probably honestly would have put up James and Corey from the get-go. I wouldn't have messed with Victor or Paul. Well, we know that James is not going down like that because that's Nat's boo-boo. So, yeah, I mean, no, no, I know Natalie's James, up. but I mean, and I'm disappointed in James this season. What has James really done besides Barnacle himself to Natalie? I think that that might be his game move. I think maybe he wanted to kind of lay low, like he's just kind of like you know on a summer vacation because he was America's favorite. Um, he, but that's not a game-winning strategy. That doesn't get you jury votes. Well, we have well, to remember, though, he's not a big and brutal guy like like Victor and Corey and them. He's not going to win 
big comps like they are. So but we can't comp expect last him year, to be. So he can do it. Exactly, that's the thing. He won comps last week, last uh, season, and people will remember that. So he's coming yeah. in a, like a. I'm just here for a summer vacation. I'm with my girl. I'm yeah. having fun. And then he's when it gets to the point where he needs to, yeah, he needs to. I think he's actually doing but, a smart thing for him. He is, but I guess my thing about it is, and I just kind of think, what if I were on this season? What would, and having seen James play just last season and knowing that, if I were on that jury and he made the final two, I would not think, oh, he changed it up. He did what worked. I would think, dude, you wussed out. You just completely barnacled to someone. Now, if he had a couple seasons off after his first season, I probably would feel different, but there's a whole lot of too much recency there for me with him, and I think that might hurt him. Now, now that think you about say it like that, this too. I really think that could hurt him if he made the final two. Think about it like this, though. How many people in there would take him to the final two because they have a um, better maybe speech that they can give? Guess what? He's got a possibility of winning either 50 or 500. You know, roll the dice, uh-huh. and at least he knows he won 50000 right? Right. I mean, you got to get there well, first, me, and then it's away with words. Let me ask you guys this, because I've been thinking about this today. Now knowing Paul's down and Corey's up, right, there's only three votes this week since there, there's a co-H, two co-HOHs, right? There's only three votes. Yes. We have Paul, James, and Nicole. Well, Nicole's not voting Corey out. So that's one against Victor, right? Yeah. I mean, Nicole's just not voting Corey out. It's not happening. So no. now you have Paul and you have James. Well, let me tell you this. Paul is uh, Paul's going to vote Corey out because yes. Paul has a good deal of Victor, right? Am I mistaken in that? Yes. I thought he had a good deal no, of Victor. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, so, I haven't pa- seen the feeds today or anything, but I would say, you know, looking at it, that Victor – definitely uh, has Paul's vote to stay in the house. Right. Okay. So now, it comes down to James as a swing vote. James has a very important decision here to make. And I really hope, I mean, we don't know because I'm sure James has a lot of thoughts inside his head. He's not vocalizing because, you know, I definitely think he's being smarter about speaking his thoughts. That's for sure. But um, if he doesn't realize this, I hope he does realize this. The smartest decision James could make this week is to vote Corey out. And let me tell you why. Where is Nicole going to go? Right to James. She is not going anywhere else. So James is going to have Nicole in his pocket. And he breaks up that show maze. So it's not a, it's not a voting block anymore. And he keeps the bigger target of Victor in the house. Okay, I can Michelle, see where you're coming from, but I, I, I look at it like Abdias, I feel like he... Abdias called in and wanted to know what your thoughts were on James and... I mean, I'm sorry, on Natalie putting up James and Victor. So to answer Abdias's question, what do you think about this and how do you see it? I actually think it was a great move. Um, I know a lot of people wanted to see Nicole up, right, and Corey. Okay, first off, Nicole has done nothing. She hasn't won anything. 
Um, right. uh, I think that putting up Paul and, and Victor were smart. Like I said, I would have put up Victor and, and Corey just to keep Nicole rattled. And like I said, if Victor won the veto, you know, take off. Uh, um, he would take himself off and for Paul. Let's not hope that Paul wins. Um, I think it's best to break up because if you really think about it, I think that Victor and Paul have a showmance, um, a bromance. And would I rather try to get Victor or Paul out right now compared to Corey and Nicole? Yes, I can see what you're saying, um, um, Ronnie, that Nicole would go to James, but I think it would be easier for Nat and, and James to go against Nicole and Corey rather than Nat and James going against Vic and Paul. I think that those are two tough guys who have won many, many competitions within themselves. Uh, Paul is very vocal, very likable, uh, kind of tells what it is, and people kind of are just going with it. Right. So, uh, Didn't you say I that, that next week they need to get James and Nicole on the block? Isn't that what Paul said? Yes, I believe so, yes. So if anything, that that is name's not there. I mean, you know, and I believe that the numbers to keep James compared to Nicole are there. I think Nish right. would definitely keep um, James, and you got Nat that would keep James. So uh, having two votes at this time is crucial because that would either come down to a tie, and um, you know, it, it would really depend on who the HOH is. I think it's going to be. Huge, and I think that you know uh, James kind of sitting back, relaxing. It would be a time for him to win an HOH right about you know now. Um, right. So I, I, you know it, it's one of those things that it's so difficult to say because you just don't know how your nominations are going to affect the following week because it determines really by who's HOH, right? Right. I have a question. What's to keep Nicole from teaming up with Michelle if James votes out Corey and those two becoming sort of a team together and turning against um, Natalie and James if James votes out Corey? Well, I mean, that could happen, but... Do you think Misha's a wild card right now, James? Like, do you think that she kind of has a... I don't think she's really – I think she's like the one, the wild card right now. Michelle's making Final Four, no matter what. I'm calling it now. Michelle's making Final Four. Well, yeah, because I don't think she has that showmance I or think, romance or yeah, whatever. No one's you know? saying her name. No one is saying her name right now. Oof. I mean, it also we we also have to talk about uh, James and Cher- I mean, um, Ronnie and, and Cherry. This this uh, jury buyback. I mean, let's just go down the list and just uh, let's think about how the game would just go in so many different directions. All right, let's go first with the first juror, uh, Davon. Wow. I mean, I don't even know what she would do if she went back in that house, Ronnie. You. What do you think that Davon would do if she got in that house? Okay, well, let's first off, we're going to assume, let's assume they evict Victor, okay? Because I think, 
Well, regardless, it doesn't matter because if Victor's gone, if Victor's gone and Davon comes back, Davon is going to try and get Natalie, Michelle, and Paul. I'm I, I'm calling it. She will try and get them, and I bet you, should she win that HOH, she is putting up Nicole and Court, Nicole and James. Hey. She's putting Nicole yep, and James absolutely. up. One hundred percent. Yes, she'd be dumb not to. You got to swing big out of the gate. If you come back, if I'm Davon, and I'm first juror, and I come back, you swing right out of the gate because those are your big targets. You know what I mean? Yep. Because you don't know if you get another shot. And I would shoot for getting Nicole out, or or not Nicole James. I would shoot for getting James out because when James going, you might be able to go girl power. If you're Davon, you could try going girl power with the other girls. Yep, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. And I think that she, even though it's known that she has it out for Nicole, I think that James having a part in getting Davon out, Davon does not forget stuff like that because it was known that Nicole was coming after her. James, I think, kind of surprised her. Yeah. I I believe that. Yeah, because if Davon comes back, and if Davon wins that HOH, like we're talking about, and she manages to get James out, all she really needs is Michelle or Nicole to win the next HOH. And if they can stay true, just put up Victor and Paul right out of the gate. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then and then you just got – and even if one of them comes you know, down – have them put up, like, have Michelle put up Corey as the other option, and then therefore the five, but then at that point in time, Davon would be kind of split the middle. You see what I'm saying? In that hypothetical scenario, Davon could ride the fence easily to the final four. Question, Ronnie. Does Michelle, because she won this co-HOH care package, is she allowed to play the next HOH? I don't know if that's been um, explained. I don't know. The I wondered that. I'm curious. I bet you she's she... not allowed to. She made the nomination. I bet you she's not allowed to. Wow, so, that's actually huge. That is huge because um, let's, again, hypothetically assume Victor is getting evicted. Because here's the thing about it. If Victor's getting evicted, there are only three real possibilities at winning the competition to come back. First, Victor. Second, Polly. Third, Davon. Those are the only real options that's going to win the jury buyback. Probably Victor. I mean, I would be. I mean, that man's a competition beast. Not everyone wins out. I realize this, but he seems to kind of win when he needs to. So I'd put my money on him. So if he just does a revolving door and comes back, and Michelle, oh, can't oh gosh, and neither can Natalie. I mean, Victor could conceivably win, come back, and he might win that HOH. Do you think that they're going to do, like, a competition where it's endurance or something like that? Or do you think it's going to be, like, a random kind of HOH where they throw a ball or they throw a hacky sack and whoever gets closest to the highest or the lowest number or something like that? Like a random. Like a random, yeah. Uh... Well, the first one wasn't endurance. It was the pre-taped competition. So that's what we have for the 
I, I think it might you, be a random. Yeah, I think in a random. Although if they're on lockdown by Wednesday morning, then we know it's endurance. Yes. All right, let's go down the line. What happens if Zakia comes back? Because for me, it's like I don't really know where she would go at this point. I think that, you know, you're in the jury house. People have communicated with you, um, you know, talking to you, letting you know what's been going on. I think at this point, Zakia knows probably uh, what's been happening um, kind of behind mm-hmm. her back when she was with, you know, Paulie. And, you know, right. he was probably um, telling her, you know, all these different kind of um, lies and stuff like that. What do you think Zakia right. is going to do when she comes back? Um, do you think that she's going to go back, uh, after the vets? Uh, do you think she's going to go after the guys? Like, what do you think Zakia is going to do? She's kind of a well, wild card, too, I think. She is a wild card because other than the showmance with Polly, Zakia didn't do anything. She didn't win a single competition. I mean, right? She didn't win an HOH. She didn't win a POV. She didn't win yep. a, a, a roadkill. She didn't win anything. So yep. we don't really know where her head really is, really. But because of her lackluster showing in the competition department, I'm going to say if some – like if it's a – because you're right, Michelle – if it's a random competition like the sliding the discs or whatever, then it doesn't matter. Anyone could randomly win it. You know what I mean? It, it's not really yeah. a skill-based thing, so anyone could win it. But if Zakia does manage to win that and come back, Zakia, no way, shape, or form has any shot at winning that HOH. So she'll be up and out. She'll be right back out that door. I'm telling you, she'll be right back out that door because if everyone else was smart and Zakia came back. They'd say, easy week, Zakia goes back out. Yeah. And I'm wondering if uh, the, the, the buyback jury um, competition involves uh, being HOH. Uh, we also don't know if that's I don't know. See, that. there's a lot of unknowns there. You're right. I don't know. There's very a lot of unknowns. Um, or or they are, they're safe for the week or whatever, you know, something like that. Right. Um, okay, what about now, Bridget? I think Bridget... I'm going to go ahead and say that. That would not be fair to have them come back at the final seven and get a week of safety. Well, I guess anybody uh, could say them coming back, period, would not be fair, right? That's a little heavy-handed, though. I mean, part, coming back is a twist in the game, but coming back and a week of safety, it's a little heavy-handed. It would be, it would be definitely uh, having those people scramble for sure. Uh, what about uh, Bridget? Yeah. I think Bridget would just kind of like take down everybody. I mean, she would probably be like, I'll, I'll put you all up in there if I could. You know, I don't think Bridget really um, yeah. would be kind of silent. I think she would just be deadly. I think she would just go right for the guys, actually, I think. Um, yes. I think Bridget she would probably be She started playing a, a really good game right before she was evicted. She really she started figuring the game out and was playing a really good game right yeah. before she left. Yeah. Now, Bridget's best play, and actually, now that I think about it, this could be Zakia's best play. Davon can't do this, though, because Davon's so outspoken, and you know where her head is. But Zakia and Bridget, who you don't really know where they were, they don't really have any friends left. You know what I mean? They're really their own person on an island by themselves at the time. If they manage to come back, their best bet actually would be to sit up in that HOH room, bring everyone in one by one, and say – Listen, I don't have any friends. Why should I keep you safe? Let's be friends. And then take the best offer. That would be their best bet. 
Oh, yeah. I think that she would play, and she would take all the offers and then last minute decide what she's going to do. Exactly. That's what I would do. I'd say, listen, if I were them, I'd say, listen, I don't have any friends. I came back. I need friends. You know, why should I keep you safe? Who do you want on the block? Who do you want on the block? And then I'd take the best offers and say, final four, let's go and see what happens. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, Pauly. Uh, I, I, I mean, if he came back in the house, I know that it's just going to be uh, mayhem and frenzy all over social media and Twitter. And I really I don't know what Pauly would do. Uh, would he? He has too many targets. That's the problem with yeah. Pauly coming back. Pauly Who never makes it up beyond with? the week beyond that if he wins HOH right back out of the gate. Who, who do you think he would team up with? Um, do you think that Corey, if Corey's still in the house? Corey that, for that, sure. That, if they keep Corey and Paul. See, and that's another reason why I would vote out Corey if I were James. I understand what you're saying, but I would be like, now granted, they don't know someone's coming back. They don't know that. So that's, that's you know that's something we know and they don't, but you know, really n- knowing that James taking on Corey bit that's thing because if Polly did come back, Polly's not teaming up with Victor. Polly, you know, Polly's going to team up with Corey. So taking on Corey not only breaks up Nicole Corey, but it breaks up Polly Corey. You think that maybe he's like in the jury house, kind of like rethinking everything, maybe like going um, completely left field and saying, you know what, I'm going to join forces with Michelle. Um, I'm going to join forces with Nat and James or something like that. Like maybe just try something completely different than what he did. You think he maybe down and. I think you would have to, right? I mean, he would have to do something different because Michelle's not buying his crap. Right, Natalie's not buying Polly's crap. So if he comes back, that's two of the other six. That's a third of the options already off the table. Victor's not going to buy Polly's crap. So that only leaves three people left for him to possibly work with. That's Paul, James, and Nicole. And we know because of the vet tie, if Polly was smart, he'd go to James and Nicole and say, "Listen, I was evicted. You know they're going to want you out next. We need to make a, a deal for final three. And whatever happens." happens it's going to be crazy i mean we really don't know a lot of you know what's going to happen when this person comes back but they have talked about it in the house they do have a feeling they've discussed that it's a possibility somebody from the jury is going to come back so i think that the house is ready for it um so i guess it's really kind of uh a hurry up is there going to be another situation. second double eviction at some point it, it, it has to be. I mean, we have the finale coming up on September 21st. Uh, mm-hmm. We are uh, August 22nd. So that would be, let's see, uh, next week. There's going to be three more weeks um, until there's like a final three before they do the final three. Right. Um, so especially bringing somebody back. Fast forward. Yeah, so fast forward for sure, definitely. Uh, double eviction for sure, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Which, definitely. If anyone's listening, and uh, the difference between a fast forward and double eviction is the double eviction happens in the same 
night, the same episode. But the fast forward is like things happen over two days, and then you know they have they go back to their schedule. And they yeah. don't they t- yeah they take the feeds down right on the fast forward. I believe. Do yeah, they? because they take I them mean, down the day before, and then they don't bring them back up. So after the episode where they showed the fast forward depiction, yeah. Yes. There's so many possibilities. There's so many things going on, Ronnie. Um, uh, quickly, um, before we finish, our, I, I just love having you on because you just <laughs> take my brain and you make it go, like, so many different ways of, like, thinking and rationalizing it, and it, it, I just love it. Um, uh, has your uh, – what? who is your, your pick right now to win, and has it changed since the beginning? I want to know who your – Pick us to win right now, and who did you pick in the beginning before um, the season started or, or the first week or whatever? In the beginning, before the season even started, which, you know, they're completely superficial picks. They're not based off of anything empirical. You just kind of say, yeah, then, you know. I kind of actually picked uh, James or maybe possibly Michelle. Now... I, I, I then changed kind of four or five weeks into it. I shifted to thinking Polly was going to win because he was in the close. But then everything shifted on him real fast. Now I feel Paul is in the best position to win. Paul or Michelle? Paul. Paul number one, Michelle two. Paul is definitely uh, a very, very uh, epic character. A lot of people are talking about him as possibly winning America's Favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, he really is probably the best Secret Service guy I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> I've said this and I will say this. He, his beard grows probably uh, a couple centimeters a day, and, that, and he's been growing on me, um, you know, just continuously for me. He's mm-hmm. just been, like, playing the game playing it right, winning when he's supposed to. He doesn't really change the way he is. He kind of tells it like it is, and I, and I love that. Right. Um, to me, that's, that's really uh, a great attribute to have, especially in a house where, you know, some people are scared to kind of be the way they are or, or stay what they feel. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I do like Paul, and a lot of people might not, but you've got to respect his game and how – who he is yeah, he grew me. I didn't like him at first, but now I kind of do. And I'm in a Manic Monday exclusive. I'm going to call it now. I have no – let me stress this to anyone listening so Twitter doesn't go crazy. This is all supposition. This is all hypothetical. This is purely just talking out my behind, okay? Everyone knows they're doing the BB-19 in the fall, and it's the online edition. You know, they announced that. Yes. Yeah. In a hypothetical world, if they do bring people back for that, which I don't know if you read that, but there's another quote out there with Alison Grodner where she said they haven't decided what they're doing. But if they decide they want to bring people back, I bet you anything they keep Paul and he and he like goes right back in and plays again. You think so? Yes. If they bring people back and they're bringing someone from 18, it's going to be Paul. He's the biggest character of the whole season. Oh gosh! I mean, the, you can just tell by the airtime he's been getting. Um, it, it's ridiculous, but and he's, he's one comps entertaining. I mean, he's, yes, he's entertaining. 
And he was a target. Think back. Do you remember when Paul was a pawn every week? Anyone remember that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now he's in the final six. Come on. I mean, you got to give it to him. If he makes it to the final two, I mean, he, he really does. And, and he, I think he's a person that has um, good uh, vocabulary, uh, you know, attention to detail, eye to eye, looking at somebody, getting to, to feel what he feels. I think that his speech, if he does make it to the final two, it could make or break it. I mean. What do you think if it does come down to him and Victor, final two? I mean, you couldn't get any better than that. I mean, Victor has a story. Paul has a story. You know, Victor left and came back. He battled his way back. But Paul has not left, but he's battled his way every week. Yeah, but I still give it to Victor because he was a victim and came back. Yeah. He's been the underdog. Paul's been the underdog as well. I mean, it's one of those things, like both of them, yeah. the underdog story, right? You know, that may actually come down to, you're right when you put it that way. They both are very deserving for very different reasons. And I think it would probably, that's, that's probably a final two. It would really actually, for a change, come down to the speeches. Because we all know almost every season when you get to the final two, before they even do their pleas with the jury questioning, you know how everyone's voting. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, this person's won. But in a Victor Paul final two, I think it would depend upon the jury questioning and and final speeches. It really would. Oh, that'd um, be interesting. Yeah, and I, I wanted also to ask you your quick quick thoughts on um, Nicole's gameplay. Um, what Lacking. do you think about her gameplay that she's got now compared to her previous season? Um, I just, I'm not very, you know. I, it's the same. I she wanted more. I wanted more. She had a show man. I wanted more. Yeah. It's the same. She latched onto a showman's. Not that you can't have yeah. a showman's, because you sure you can. And it's actually, when done properly, it's a very powerful strategy. But for me to feel like Nicole refined her, because this is what I want to say, and I say this out of myself, to myself as well. If I were to ever be invited back, I would certainly hope I would have a more refined gameplay. I certainly hope it would want people to look at my gameplay and go, all right, Ronnie actually learned from his mistakes. We're seeing a bigger, better, improved Ronnie, you know? And Nicole, we haven't seen a better Nicole. We've seen the same Nicole. I mean, if she did that and supplemented that with, like, winning competitions, I'd be like, oh, okay, we've seen a bigger, better Nicole. But I don't know the same gameplay just you know swap out Hayden for Corey um I I you know it's one of those things I was like you know I was excited to see Nicole back it was an interesting dynamics with these vets that were coming in um you know you probably sat back when they first announced them and was probably like you know um how is this going to work you know uh some of these players you know like Davon I think she she was taken out of her season well before that she was due, but she did. Um, you know, you, you had Frank, who played hard, and then, you know, you had James, the character, who's funny, and then, you know, um, there's the Nicole. And, you know, they played the game before, and you kind of wanted them to step out and do something different. Um, I think maybe Davon was the one that, to me, out of all of them, stepped out a little bit more out of what, what was her past season. Um, I feel like the others were kind of like, 
you know, they were uh, seesawing back and forth, back and forth, and they kind of just went back into, like, their comfort zone of not playing a different type of game. And, um, right. and then, you know, they kind of, like, went after each other, which was very disappointing. Um, so, quick question, Ronnie. About yeah. this BB-19, all of a sudden, we've got this fall season, which we haven't seen since Big Brother 9, um, and that was due to um, the writer's, the writer's um, strike. strike. Um, where we don't really know details, which I'm, I'm wondering if we're gonna we're gonna find out soon because I mean we only have we have we're less than a month away and they're talking about it starting immediately after within a, maybe a week or so. Thoughts about you know this fall season and also that it's just online. Um, you said earlier that you think that maybe possibly there'll be vets coming back. What would you do if you were? say, the executive producer and you were in charge of this big brother, what would Ronnie do? Uh, I think I would take this opportunity to bring back people that maybe you wanted to see play again. Um, you know, like maybe characters that didn't make it as far as you wanted them to or whatever, um, but maybe weren't necessarily all-stars caliber. Like, because, I mean, when you say all-stars, it conjures up this image of, you know, oh, they won comps and they made it far. Well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, all-star could mean lots of things. All-star could mean that you're just a memorable person or whatever. But I would definitely use this to bring back some of the people that were like, I hate to use this phrase, but more of a B-list or a C-list even. Because that way you're getting the power of bringing veterans back. But, uh, you know, it, it lets you – it doesn't exhaust options that maybe you'd want to use for a special special season. I don't know. So would you do, like, a theme like um, First Evicted or um, – Yeah, I'd do, like, First uh, Evicted or I'd do, like, a Second Chances. Or maybe this is the opportunity to do a Heroes versus Villains thing. I don't know. Interesting, because I, I, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm, it's like, you know, the curiosity, curiosity kills the cat. I'm like, give me more. I want more. Right. Give me more. And, Which actually, you know, for, I mean, Heroes versus Villains works for Survivor, but the Big Brothers version, Big Brother version of Heroes versus Villains wouldn't be Heroes versus Villains. It'd have to be something like America's favorite house guest versus America's most hated house guest. It'd have to be something like that. Yeah, Which because, I, I mean, think that would people, be an interesting season to take some of the would. people that America love, 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 love. I mean, just love, 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 obsessed over, and put them in there with like take take seven or eight of them and put them in the house with seven or eight people that America just absolutely despised. And see how that happens. Yeah. how that goes down. You know what you know what it is. I think everybody has their own kind of view on what is like, you know, the villain, and right. who is you know the good. Because some people's villains to to them are the good. You know, at, at that moment, because right. they have to be villainous when they needed to be. And um, I guess like the good person, which you know, it's really hard to say. You know, can. A question for you, Ronnie. Do you think yeah. that a player 
can go through the game without lying or without no. deceiving in some way. Can we can we just touch base on that because it, it actually drives me insane when people utilize I have not lied. I've stayed, you know, Everyone they had to have said something. Everybody. Yes. Here's and here's my definition of this. Everyone has everyone has to lie at some point in that game. And what I mean is maybe and I'm gonna say maybe, maybe someone could get to the end without outright fabricating something. Like for instance, say Michelle, if you and I were in there, you could possibly get to the end without saying, Ronnie, I'm not going to vote you out this week, or I'm not going to put you up, but then you, but then you do. Okay, that's obviously a, an outright lie, right? That's a fabrication. But at the very least, you cannot play this game without committing a sin of omission. And what I mean by that is you don't fabricate information, but you just don't tell someone something. You know what I mean? Like maybe you just like if like again, let's hypothetically say we were in there. And you knew the HOH was going to put me up, right? But you just you were didn't in the tell. conversation, but you weren't really conversing. You were just there, right? We like, like you know, okay. I don't know. Let's say Cherry's HOH hypothetically. Cherry's HOH. She says to you in private, "I'm going to put Ronnie on the block," and you and I are talking, and you just don't tell me that you knew I was going on the block. That's what many people would stereotypically say isn't a lie because you didn't deny it. Now, if I said, did you know I was going on the block? And you said, no, then that's a lie. But if I never asked you and you just didn't tell me you knew, that's what I'm calling a sin of omission. You knew something, you just didn't tell it, which, which may or may not be good gameplay for you depending upon the moment, right? But it's still a lie. I mean, it's just a sin of omission as opposed to fabricating something. And you just can't play Big Brother without at least committing one sin of omission. You just can't. Yes. You, you can't do and it. Sarah, I just wanted um, to let you know that yeah, your other guests my are Sherry, you're HOH. Don't you put me on the block. You got me it. Me either, Sherry. <laughs> Final three forever. Sherry, don't put me on the block. You got it. Well, you got it. Well, Ronnie, thank you so much because, honestly, like, I just, like – want to just tear your brain apart and then, you know, like try to put it back together and then take it apart again because your logic and the way you think and everything um, is just amazing. And everybody missed you. You need to come back. Um, I think that possibly you'll be coming back um, before the season ends, right? Yes, definitely. You're going to come back on the show because you've got some things that you want to talk about, right? Oh, yes. Got something I want to talk about. Yes. Okay. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Great. All right, so you guys, I it'll will be keep you guys manic, updated on that. It'll be a Manic Monday exclusive. Yes. Oh, I like that. Uh-huh. Oh, guy. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> well, you guys, you heard it here first. Ronnie is going to be coming back before the season ends, and he's giving us an exclusive of what? I mean, uh, if I, I call know. you and your in your answer machine picks up, I know that you're back on Big Brother. So I mean, if I, we well, right. we can't even discuss that. I mean, whatever. Um, Ronnie, <laughs> thank you so much for calling in. Thanks for um, If you, me. you actually want to stay on, we have um, the cheerleaders that are calling in. Um, if you'd like to stay on, or if you want to sit back, grab your popcorn, and listen, um, you know, um, at, at your home, you can do that as well. Right. You can do whatever you want to do, babe. 
But thank you again so All much right, for taking the time good. out Thanks to call for having in. Me, guys, I always have a blast when you have me on. All right, we love you. Love you guys. Love Bye. you, Ronnie. Bye bye. Bye, sweetie. Oh, I love him. And oh, we're gonna get I, an exclusive, so Sherry. I know. I'm so excited about Ooh, that. What do you think? I can't wait to find out what it is. Okay. Well, we'll be ready for that. Let's keep you guys updated. But let's bring up our next guest. And, and let me tell so you, there's some beauties. And we have a little bit of, like, some, you know, kind of, like, uh, we love each other. But, you know, I work at Gillette Stadium. They are, you know, the Jets cheerleaders. And I'm willing to meet in the middle and say kumbaya and love each other. Um, so let's bring up our next guest, Terry. Our first guest that I'm bringing up right now is... Miss Tiffany, and I just, I'm so excited to talk to these girls. Here we go. We have Miss Tiffany with us. Tiffany Shentel, thank you so much for calling in tonight. How are you? Good. How are you? Well, a lot better now that we're talking to you. Yeah. I know Christy's trying to call in now. Oh, awesome. I, I know you girls are so busy. You guys were teaching a dance class and everything. I want to yeah. dance. Let me get yeah, her we were up busy, on the line with us. Anytime. Girl, I'm stretching out over we, here. I'm stretching. I don't want to pull anything. Let's so bring Krista. We have Krista on air with us now, too. Hi, Krista. Oh, did you hear me? No. What did you say no. to me? I was like, someone's going to pick up. I was yelling to her in the other room because we're we're together right now, but we're like, it's echoing. So I Yeah, you guys got to go to opposite ends. You need to go to opposite I, ends because I've done this before with Lawan. She's in her room with the door closed. <laughs> Lock how yourself you? in your room, you bad girl. No. Hi, Krista. How are you, honey? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. As I was telling Tiffany, I am stretched out. I'm ready for this. So, um, <laughs> oh my welcome goodness. to Manic Monday. Um, we haven't heard you girls on here since we had you on before Reality Rally. Um, how's no. everything going? Oh, my God. So great. Yeah, we just um, finished one of our dance classes. So, we have, like, our regular jobs during the day, and then we're teaching dance classes at night. So it's kind of like living a double life, which is really cool. You know, we get to do what we love. So we're just super busy, you know, having fun. And what about you guys? <laughs> well, I just want to say, listen. I know. Good God almighty. I just want to pour a bucket of water over me like, holy crap, you guys are just you guys are amazing, very busy girls. I don't know how you guys do it, but I just want to say right now, truth, I know I'm a Patriots fan, and you <laughs> girls are with the Jets, but um, I'm willing to call truth and and sing Kumbaya and just be okay, if that's all right with you guys. Well, yeah, yeah we're friends all the time. It's just when the Patriots and the Jets play together, it's just you can't associate with each other. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay, don't get sexy oh Rexy on me. Don't get it's sexy Rexy twice. on me. Okay. It's only twice a year. Are you girls? Do you girls know? Are you guys going to be coming to um, New England to um, play? Oh, well, guess, to cheer. Guess what? No. Well, it's actually the tenth year anniversary of the flight crew. So me and Stephanie are going to be Tiffany and I are going to be performing at halftime at the Patriots game. So you better get to New York to watch us perform. Okay, wow. wait a minute. Wait a minute. So are you guys not going to be in New England at all, or are you guys not playing in New England? 
We, we are, are playing in England, but I don't think we're going to that game. But we're actually going to oh be in Boston you uh, have October 8th. When like, are you guys going to be in Boston? From Survivor. Um, we're going to come. We're going to Rodney Bowl. Oh, I'll be there. I'm going. Yeah, yeah I know. So you should come too. to the game with Rodney because he's going to come see us too. So you have to come watch us and, and see your Patriots and us fans. <laughs> okay, I will try. I will try. My, you know, my schedule is hectic too because I'm dancing just oh, by know. myself in my room. So I gotta <laughs> double book myself, honey. I gotta oh, make girl. sure I'm, uh, you know, I'm free to dance in the mirror. Um, oh, but we, we got a lot to talk about. Um, okay, girls. So there's there's mm. been a lot of blocking bitches going on because I blocked a lot of bitches. Been blocking, oh, top blocking, whatever goodness. you want to say. I never so had to do that before. <laughs> right? What is the what do people hype behind the internet? Okay, so there's a lot of questions mm-hmm. and a lot of things going on. So let's first talk about this. So you guys know Natalie, love her. She is so amazing. She cheered with you guys, correct? Yes, we know her. Um, she's one of our good friends. She was on yeah the Jets with us, and obviously. You know, you grow so close with these girls. You're together pretty much 24-7, and I shipped four years, shipped it for three years. So uh, we spend a lot of time. We know each other very well. What I can say about her is she is exactly the way she is on the show, off the show. She is the most genuine, outgoing person that will give you the shirt off of her back. Um, a lot of people don't believe it. They think it's an act. I'm telling you as a person, as a friend, that's Natalie. What you see is what you get. And on Big Brother, it's kind of, it's, you know, it's hard, it's like hard to hide who you are in some circumstances. So it's not like being anyone but herself. And also with the whole James thing, a lot of people think, oh, she's just, you know, she's using him or they're not going to be together. I I know, like, means it's like I genuinely see them having a relationship after the show because that's yeah. the type of people you know she goes for that, and I could tell, I could see it in her eyes that like she genuinely likes him. So I think that you know we'll see what happens. You know, it's, everything's great right now in the house, but I think that there might be a future with them. That's just my opinion. I uh, can I just say that I have thought that Natalie has been the cutest bubbly <laughs> I don't think that she's put it on the act I think that's mm-hmm. the way she is actually all the time and if she could be more bubbler and happy because that house kind of makes you you know come come down a little bit and makes you kind of a little more emotional right. you know where you can't really be yourself I think that by far that she's probably the most realest person in that house mm-hmm. um she's so cute and she's she hey she's HOH hello holla yes, yes. Oh my god! You won that, oh and it was like the scariest competition. And I know she's like such a little scaredy pants, so it was so funny that ironic that yeah. she won that one, right? Yes, especially um, she was her neck was like killing her, and I was so this is Krista. I was so nervous that you know she was gonna give up. She was starting to make deals so early on. I was just thinking in my head like, don't do this right now. Like just stick it out. Like show who you truly are. You've been through harder things than this, and. She pulled it out, and, like, she beat out Corey and those guys, and that's pretty hard to do right now. You know, it's coming down to a point where there's some strong players in the house. So to win now, I'm really, really proud of her. We both are. Oh, I mean, I think that that's her strategy, though. Don't you think so? Like, 
Because, like, one of the other HOH competitions, she was kind of like, okay, let's make some deals. I don't think I'm going to do good. And then she still hangs on for, like, another two hours. I was like, all right, <laughs> I kind of see what she's doing. Um, I was like, she's kind of playing with the damsel in distress, right? Yeah, like, I was on an airplane watching that, and I was, like, dying. I kept, like, refreshing my feet. I was like, I need to know what's going on. Um, I know. I, I I just think, it, you know, she is very, very competitive, though. So I know it's, it would be very hard for her to, like, throw certain things or, you know, not play up to her potential because I know she is that way. So, but she's HOH, and... Now there's another one, too, of course, during her HOH, but in a way it took a little pressure off of her because she seems a little overwhelmed. So I think think um, it was good that it was Mish, though, out of, like, you know, even if, like, forget about James because we know James would have been perfect, but I'm saying out of everybody else, I think the best thing was to have Mish because I think that they – have a common ground, like they get along Absolutely. and they could talk things out. Don't you girls agree? Right. I think Tiff got disconnected, but she's calling back. Oh, okay. She's on. Um, I just oh, keep connecting her. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely. I completely agree with you on that, that um, I was so happy with Michelle. I think Natalie was so happy that she was like, oh, my God, I'm not in this by myself because she plays um, very um, much on emotions. So I think it's, you know, she put people on the block and then cried about it, which you can't really do. So I think she felt like, all right, I have somebody else with me, so it's not going to be as hard kind of thing. Well, she was so pleased. Like, yay, I went HOH, and I got the letter from home. And, oh, wait a minute. I have to nominate two people. I kind of forgot I, I had to do that. And I was like, oh, my God, she's so cute. Like, because the first thing I thought about was the letter from home. I get to see, you know, like my family and everything like that. And then you're like, oh, wait, this is a business. I have to, like, do something right. that might put my game in jeopardy. So, yeah, you're just thinking, like, you're on a high probably. And then you're like, wait a minute. Now it's game time. So I completely understand. You know, a lot of people are giving her slack. choose crying and stuff. But, you know, we're girls. We get emotional, especially she wears her heart on her sleeve, and she is such a great person. So you think it just, like, hit her at that moment. So Yeah, and let's clear One of the people up, in the chat room. A lot of people – go ahead, Cherry, because I'm Go ahead, I'm sorry. The question I'm going to ask – no, I was going to ask about, uh, you know, James. I think it was Tiffany earlier that said that about, um, you know, her having a genuine – connection with with James a lot of people like oh it's you know for tv and she's using them I really don't think so like I kind of actually agree with you guys like you can actually see it in her eyes like that Mm -hmm. I really think she has a thing for him like and you guys know her better than anybody does out of all of us that are just watching it because I've met a lot of Natalie's boyfriends in the past and all she wants is just a guy that's going to make her happy make her feel good um, and I feel since James is from Texas, he has just that like Texas heart, and I just think it's perfect because guys from Jersey aren't like that, <laughs> and that's why I think that they're a perfect match together. And after Big Brother, I know that they're gonna definitely um, see where it goes, right? Because they do yeah. live a little bit apart, and you know sometimes those long distance mm-hmm. relationships, you never know. Um, yeah. Terry, what was your question, I love Jer- Terry, for them? I love, we love Jersey boys, though. We date them. <laughs> oh, well, we're going to talk, know, a, little, we're gonna talk Pauline, a little bit about I the Jersey Pauline girls and the Jersey, Jersey boys. Girls, but we love Jersey boys, so. 
<laughs> yeah, we're, we're definitely going to discuss the Jersey boy and Jersey girl thing. I just want to <laughs> quickly go to Terry. Terry, what was your question for them? Because so we can discuss about Jer- uh, Jersey boys and Jersey girls. Um, he, Jason wanted to know if they were watching the night that James took care of her. He said he didn't leave her side for more more than 30 minutes for two days. I know. I Oh, my God. So let me tell you, I've been oh, – this is Krista. I – I'm so obsessed with the live feeds. I guess because maybe she's on it. I don't know. Like, I eat, sleep, breathe. Like, I don't stop. So I watched everything. And she was so sick. And he literally took care of her so well. I was like, thank God this kid is in the house. Because just watching that and, like, you know, you don't feel good. You feel alone. And like you said, he did not leave her for, like, a minute, you know. So it was. It's nice to see that. Like I really feel like, like we said before, like it's just genuine feelings. And there's gonna be haters out there that are gonna say like she's using him, and people are even saying he's using her, like hiding behind her. It could go both ways. So um, it's anyone's opinion, and I guess we'll see when they come out of the house and prove everyone wrong. <laughs> and I think Absolutely. she's smart to say, you know, we can't, we can't base, you know a relationship on what's happening here in this house, we have to see how we mesh on the outside before we can say, you know, this is going to last forever. But, you know, I think she's, you know, she's doing exactly what she should and say, you know, I really care about you, but we need to see how we, we do on the outside. And that's the smartest thing to do. You know, they do live in different states. Exactly. you know, she has to make sure that he's going to be what he she thinks he is on the outside. And right, I think he is going. You know, he is exactly like that on the outside. And I think you know it will be. You know, I think it will be something that could last, and we'll just have to see. But I don't think either one of them is actually using the other. I really don't. I think there Neither is true yeah. feelings there. And I don't yeah, either. So I think all the haters out there, stop it. Stop it, right. haters. Just enjoy it. It's actually <laughs> a nice, normal, loving relationship, caring for two human beings, and I think that's exactly what they both needed. And it must be really, like, good for you guys to see that there's somebody in there that's actually caring about your friend. Cares, and yeah. being in that house, it's so lonely sometimes. So Absolutely. It must be watching her to see that. You know, like you were talking about, like watching a sick, like that's horrible. Like if you have, if you have someone like that in the house, like more power to you. Like thank gosh, because I even Rachel and Brendan, scary. Rachel and Brendan saw it. You know, when we saw Rachel and Brendan showing us their new baby, little Dora, they mentioned mm-hmm. that James and uh, Natalie I was know. their favorite couple in the house, and said that I know, Rachel so said happy. that she was obsessed with Natalie, and I was like, yeah, you know. <laughs> how are you we not so obsessed excited. with Natalie? I mean, how are you not obsessed with her? She is so freaking cute. And by the way, she's on my, her and James are on my top five that I picked before the season started. There um, you so go. I'm, I got money. They, I got money on them. So it's so funny. To bring it home. I'm, Ooh, I'm not so excited. We broke up. I couldn't hear. Okay. So let's, let's, we we talked about the goodness. So let's talk a little bit about what's been happening. Um, okay, so there's been you know the stuff on Twitter and and 
we know that Paulie has said stuff about Jersey Girls. And now, do you guys know Paulie out of the show? Is do you guys know him before Big Brother? This is Tiffany. Sorry, I keep getting my call keeps dropping. Um, so if we got cut off, it's because my my call dropped. Okay, I girl. actually met Paulie um, because he used to work for the company that I still work for. So, for the record, I do not work for Pauly. Um, That's what he said. Company. <laughs> he said that you, wait, he said that you worked for him? Yes. Yeah. That I worked okay. for him. And I don't. Okay. He worked for the company that I worked for as a bar mitzvah dancer, and sometimes he would MC. But I met Pauly through one of my good best friends when she used to date him. So, that's like how I met Pauly. And okay. from working. So you know him. And I'm. Yes, because I used to work with his ex-girlfriend, and she brought him to the company, and that's how I met him. Okay. And this is Tiffany, correct? Yes. And Krista, have you met him? Personally, no, I have not met him. I know his, I don't want to say her name, but I know his ex-girlfriend. Okay, and has he been talking about you guys in the live feeds? Like, I, 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 well, I yeah. didn't see it, but I heard this, he was. Was he saying that stuff about you guys? This is this would happen. Basically, okay. this is Krista. I watch the live feeds like a lunatic, as I said before. I'm sitting in my bed, and like my phone is blowing up, and I was watching, so I turned it on, and I hear him talking. Um, First of all, you know, I bit my tongue this whole time because he's been calling Natalie FT this, da-da-da-da. We all know what he's saying, being very disrespectful. I bit my tongue. I held it in for a long time. Then I hear him say, I would never, ever date a Jersey girl, putting people down, okay, holding it in, holding it in. Then he talks about Natalie and says straight out that, uh, the only reason why Natalie's friends went on the race was to get followers, that girl Tiffany. Once he dropped Tiffany's name, I said, okay, fair game. Now it's now it's on. Um, you're not going to bring my, my friends into it. You're not going to bring the amazing race into it, and you're not going to attack my friend. Now, Paulie has an entire fandom. He has his brother's fandom to defend him. His entire family's on Twitter. Who does Natalie have to defend her right now? She's not famous. She doesn't have anybody. Who does she have? Nobody. So what am I going to do? Of course, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on air dirty laundry out. I'm going to air it out right back. And that's exactly what happened. Who knew that it was going to blow up into this huge entire thing? But if you're going to name drop people like that, my best friend, if you're going to attack my best friend like that, then if you can dish it out, you better be able to take it. And everyone's saying, oh, well, he can't defend himself right now. You know what? Natalie can't defend herself right now. Cody's defending him, so I'm going to defend my friends. And I think that's only fair. So, I mean, it seems that everybody saw his true colors. It came out in a horrible, horrible way. There's only so much you could fake on that show. Um he he showed it himself. So you know what? Even if we we didn't say a word, uh, America saw it for themselves. So that's what I have to say about that. Um, and I'm gonna you know throw it to Tiffany more because she knows more about um, 
the story, the actual story. Yeah, so Tiffany, how did you feel when you probably had your phone blow up? Because I know my phone blows up the minute my name gets said, whether it's good or bad. So how did you feel when you found out that you were being talked about and you're not even there to defend yourself? No, that she works for him. Like, yeah. (laughs) So Kristen knows. Um, it takes me a long time to get me really upset. And when he had mentioned, like, brought us up about the race, for the record, Krista was the one that got um, chosen to do the race, and she chose me to be her partner. So for Paulie to say, I did the race to get flowers, that's not true at all. Um, and when Krista and I, I would went think on you the, would race, do the race to get a million dollars. No, yeah, that was exactly. And to show that. woman <laughs> empowerment. That's what we wanted to bring to the table. It wasn't about, oh my God, let me see about my social media. That has about nothing to family. do with it. Exactly. <laughs> and, Traveling the uh, world. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's what really made me upset. And um, when someone's dishing out false information about you, all I want to do is set the facts straight and just like and defend myself because I just feel like you know social media, especially when it's being set all over Twitter, my phone's blowing up. Like, is it true? Do you work for him? I've never worked for him. He doesn't own his gym. If he owns his gym, come on, people. You, it's called Google. You can Google his name and see if a gym pops up under his name. It doesn't. So he's just spreading fault, like lies. And then the fact that. Um, everything that Kristen and I were saying on Twitter, he ended up saying it on the live feed. So it just shows that we're telling the truth. I'm the one that had one of my good friends cry on my shoulder when this whole thing happened between her and Paulie. And that when he got on Big Brother, she had told me, like, he proposed to her, but then he's having a showman. So, like, people really needed to know who he really was instead of telling people in the Big Brother house, like, oh, First of all, he he doesn't know Natalie like Chris and I know Natalie. So by Paulie saying like to Victor on the live, he's like, oh, she's she's playing an act. Like she's not like this. And then Victor's like, oh, so like her being like this is all fake. And Paulie's like, yeah, it's all fake. It's not all fake. And that's why Chris and I took the advantage of defending her because that is the real Natalie. So for Paulie to bring people down when he really doesn't know them, it's not fair. So that's why we came into the defense. And even so, though, yeah, he doesn't know Natalie. Paulie does no, not know he Natalie. He met Natalie because his ex-girlfriend used to be a Nick City dancer, and Natalie worked at Madison Square Garden, and that's how she was introduced. She met him once. Okay. So that's why everyone on Twitter is like, why hasn't Natalie exposed Paulie? Because Natalie doesn't know the story because she doesn't know Paulie, and that's why on the show Big Brother – I felt Paulie targeted Natalie because he felt like she knew something and wanted her out of the house right away. They're acquaintances, so he was probably nervous, you know, about the whole thing. Do you think that she was going to kind of, like, out him about stuff that she knew? I don't think so, but he probably thought that as, like, paranoia, you know, because that's not her, that's not the way, you know, that she works, as you can see. But I think out of paranoia, maybe he thought that, like, this girl's too close to home kind of thing. And tried to, you know, because he was so, like, uh, against her. Like, he just wouldn't stop. And everyone was like, now it makes sense, kind of. Okay. So let's, without saying names, because, you know, you know, she's an innocent victim here. 
Was Paulie engaged before he went in the house, or did he break up with her before, or was it kind of one of those things where, oh, you know, I don't really know where it's going to go, because even if that's the case, what happened in the house between him and another house guest, um, it would make me feel upset if the person that I cared about and I was engaged to I would be really upset about that. Well, I they mean, were never engaged. He, okay. They were never engaged. So, okay. um, so basically when Paulie was saying on the show that his ex-girlfriend would always get jealous um, because of him, his brother being on Big Brother, the fact was she was never – I don't know if she was jealous or not, but for the record was when Cody was getting all the attention – Paulie was by his brother's side and getting that attention too. And that's when he got caught cheating on his ex-girlfriend with all the girls that he got the attention with. So if someone's going to cheat on you once, twice, three times, four times, five times, obviously every girl has a right to feel paranoia, no matter what. So she just didn't want any part of that lifestyle. And that before he went on the show, he proposed. She was like, no, like I can't do this. And she didn't say, like, it's you pick me or the show. She just didn't want any part of that. And that's why, um, you know, all the stuff that he keeps saying, he's not telling the full story. Didn't he say that, like, his – because I remember watching the piece and he said something like his ex-girlfriend cheated on him. But no. Is that – I saw you it. think he was talking I, about the same ex-girlfriend? comforting her when the whole, when the whole thing – unfolded and all the girls came out about it to her and I I saw with my own eyes the text not the text messages the whatsapp messages and it, it just confirmed everything he's just not you know he, he knows that he's being filmed and he doesn't want to make himself look bad but he's obviously going to blame it on you know that he she cheated yeah, because she's not there to defend because herself. Guess, so it's guess what? His if word. she cheated, why is he crying that he misses her? Um, and with the whole showmance that he had, that it was just a rebound. If someone cheated on you, you really don't want anything to do with that person. Let's be honest, right? Yeah. And then when you cheat on someone, then you realize you screwed up. Then you start missing your ex-lover. It's truth. Yeah. I feel so bad, I mean, because, you know, she was kind of brought into this, like, world that, you know, you don't really pick. You know, it's kind of brought to you. And yeah, and honestly, I would have never, this would never have happened if he never opened his mouth and stated false statements about Krista and I on the live feed. Once you bring our names, we're going to set the record straight. So, I feel like he's bringing this on himself. Yeah, I mean, uh, especially he's a lot on himself. He doesn't know Krista. He doesn't know me. We worked three parties together, and that was it. And then the fact that he kept going and saying that, oh, on the live feed, Stephanie said that I only date men with money. I'm a gold digger. Yeah, yeah he, he said, said that on the live, on live feed. feed? Yeah, yeah. He said, "I know oh my all God. of your friends. 
I know all of her friends. And let's not let's not forget to mention here the threat that he was saying that him and his cousins and his brother are going to come tear that girl apart and beat up all her friends. Let's let's not forget that line because I have everything saved. So uh, that's 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 um a little a little frightening that a guy yeah. would say that. Let's be let's be real. So and for the record, I don't date men with money. I've been on my own since I was 16, paid rent since I was 16 years old, didn't have my mom or dad to support me. I've been on my own since I was 16, and until this day I've never asked my mother for a dime. And that's why I would never let a man support me. I support myself, and that's why I got really upset that he says that I go for men with money because that's not true at all. And every person that knows me knows that, I'm like a dude that if my tire were to get busted, I wouldn't call my boyfriend and say, can you fix my tire? Because I can do it on my own. So, mm-hmm. You know what it is? I think so. guys in general, as much as they say they want a girl who's independent and makes their own money, they don't really want that. They want a girl that needs them, that like, oh, I, you know, I need you. Oh, no. And I think guys get threatened you. by that. <laughs> Right? Doesn't guys get threatened by girls like you, me? Like, I feel like I'm just like you guys. I'm very independent. I don't right. need no man. I got my own money. I've had it since I've, I've been living on my own since I was 17 years old. And I think they look at me and go, oh, you're a pretty girl, so you must get whatever you want. You can yeah, you know, yeah, 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 I understand whatever. that. Yeah. And, and it's not like that, okay? We Sorry, work hard. Not, like. We just came from a dance class. Like, I'm a speech pathologist during the day. I got my master's. Tiffany does her own thing. Like, leave us alone. We're not gold diggers. That I hope this just, that's why we want to come on. Like, whatever we just told you, I hope that sets the record straight because it's like beating a dead horse right now. Like, everyone just, you know, wanted to know. So I really just hope we, like, cleared the air and just, you know, stated the facts. Those are the facts. You know, and and that's it. That's really all there is to it. Now, when he comes out of the house, is it going to be a huge thing again? Well, then it's going to be a huge thing again. But like I said, you come after us, I'm going to have to protect myself and protect my friends. So that's really what what it is, and that's it. Well, I'm glad that you guys came on here because 140 characters, you can't really put that crap in the goddamn Twitter like no. and like, no. be able to explain. Right, you can't explain in 140 characters when they tell no. you your tweet too and then long. You, have you can't. People, you know, people coming out, you supporting you, and then there's going to be people that are like, oh, or that there's two sides to every story. Yeah, you know what? There is two sides to every story. You know, I don't know what happened behind closed doors between them. But what was said on TV was not okay, and I'm going to defend myself by by what was said, and I'm going to defend my friends. And he might say, well, who are you to get involved? Well, your brother's getting involved, and everybody else is getting involved in your family, so I'm going to get involved. So that's just the way I am. I get more, this is Krista, I get more upset when people attack my friends than when someone attacks me, if that makes any sense. If somebody, like, comes after me, I'm like, ah, whatever. But when I see my friends getting it from somebody else, that's when I go into, like, that mode where it's like, nope, that's not going to happen. So, you know, I could have, like, tangled myself up in something that I really wasn't even involved in. But I know that Natalie couldn't defend herself. I know it takes a lot for Tiffany to get mad. So I'm like, you know what? No, this isn't going to happen right now. And you know what? I got myself into a situation, but... 
I, I'm glad that it happened because I'm not I'm not gonna let that go on because it's it's not the truth. It's false false information. Well, I don't think you and guys rant. started it. I think you guys finished it because mm-hmm. you were brought into this as innocent victims. First off, the fact that you guys were an amazing race. You know how many people apply, how many people thrive, just like it is like to be a and big brother, just never to be a survivor, just had, to be anything. Yeah. We've never, I'm serious, like we've never had like negative comments, like never, like we're so, you know it, like we're so positive. I know. Like I like never, ever. It takes us, like, so much to do that. So that's why I think, like, people are, like, shocked that we had, like, written that on Twitter or whatever because that's, like, out of character. But I'm telling you, like, you can only take it to a certain point. Like, you're going to say things like that, then, you know, it, it's going to it's gonna come out. And it thinks that it has to be that way. Like, you know, it's not like being cowardly that we wrote it on Twitter. That was the only way that I could get it across because she couldn't say anything on the show. And and that's it. That's 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 all it is. But like I said, you know us. You know us from the race. Like we were completely ourselves on the race. We were genuine, and that's the the people that we are. And I hope that everyone you know. And you ladies have that. morals. You ladies have been raised well. You have wonderful morals, and we've seen that. We watched you run the race. We know who you are. And Thank you. we know what kind of people you are, and we know that it took a lot for you to go on on Twitter and and mm-hmm. do this. And right, yeah. I've never. To me, it's actually an honor to have you come on and explain in further detail, you know, what the true story was and and what led I'm to it. I'm glad you had us on, and thank you for having us. You know, because it is hard to sit and and read things. So that aren't true and for having us. Well, you well, know what I have to say is, honor, really. yeah, you know, being in this uh, type of world that we live in because, you know, <laughs> being a big brother and being on the amazing guys, be whatever, you have these people that go on the internet and oh, they God, have their so fans, weird. they have their supporters, and no matter what, if it's right or wrong, if they're on this side, you know, you're going to get get it whether it's negative or positive, if they're on right. your side, those people are going to battle for you. And it's kind of one of those things that's out of your hand. But when somebody has something to say about you and you don't have the um, way to be able to confront them because really, you know, he was kind of throwing the stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks. You guys aren't in that house to defend yourselves. Right. People you are, are on the outside cowardly of cowardly to tweet. What, are, what do you want me to do right now? What else can I possibly do? Go in the house? <laughs> like... You know what I'm saying? And when the time comes, like I said, if he wants to address it when he comes out of the house, then then that's that's absolutely fine because, like we said, you, you brought up our name. You brought up Tip's name first. You said all of Natalie's friends. You grouped us all together. So that's completely fine. So if it's going to come down to that, then whatever. But that's what it is. Well, I think and that the first the thing that should be done is yeah. Paulie needs to be – when he comes out of the house, he needs to get a hold of you guys and address it, and whether it be an apology or whether it be let's talk it out, and you know, or it's going to be, um, you know, throwing blows, not physically, but you know what I mean, verbally. Right. Well, or whatever I, it will is. Not, I will not. I will not answer anything on. Right. I will not go at, right anything on Twitter if he's going to go that route. So that's, that's you know, if you want to speak, I to would me, hope you he would me. give you guys respect to either call you or do it in, in like a 
uh, a private message, you know, and, 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 right. and be a man and hash it out. And, and maybe he can either say, you know, I feel like this because that's what I feel, or I did it because of game, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Man up and do whatever you got to do. But to bring you guys involved in something like this, I was actually taken back by it because I had to go back and I had to read something. I was like, wait, is this my Krista, my Tiffany, my girls? Like, I've never <laughs> seen them. But I, I've never seen you guys. No, like, I know. I was like, I okay, know. something is going down right now because these yeah, girls, you know. I don't know them like that. This is like a side that obviously something was said. So right. I was like, let me go back and see what's going on. And then I hear that, you know, that you guys know Natalie and that you guys are somewhat th- like, you know, five, what do they say? Um, you're, 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 you know each other, but you don't know each other exactly, but you know each other between people. So I'm like, okay, right. so something is going down like five degrees of separation. That's what I was trying to say. So <laughs> I was like, what the hell? And then when I go back and I listen to what was said, I was like, no, 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 because I know you girls. Like, that's not how I know you, and I don't care who says what. You know what? Defend yourself to the fullest because that's what you guys deserve is to, to have a voice and to be able mm-hmm. to back yourself up. And if anybody does know you and knows that you guys never come out like that, then there's obviously a reason for it. Period. Absolutely. Thank you and for If you look that. at the way Absolutely. he treated Zakia in that house, I mean, Mm. he talked about Mm -mm -mm. everything they did and, Mm. I mean, talked about private things they did to the point where I was so disgusted and I felt so bad for Zakia. He talked about intimate things that they did to the guys Mm. and got in extreme detail. That's just wrong on so many levels. And when she finds out, Oh God! I think she's yeah. gonna have so many regrets. I do. It's I feel my heart's broken for her. You yeah, know, she's gonna have. So, she's gonna look back at this season and have so many regrets. And I feel bad for anybody who that's been given this opportunity, and then will have regrets over it mm-hmm. all for a guy. You know, it's so sad. And, but he is the one that spoiled this whole thing for her. And you know, and now she's out of the house. But you know, she's got to think about it. But there is, there is a jury uh, that the the um, they're gonna have that to come back. So hopefully, yeah, I mean, I, maybe she can. I, I maybe she is. can come back. <laughs> but you know what it is? Like I was like, okay. Like, at near the end, before she got evicted, I was like, okay, she's going to finally know. She's going to finally know what he is. He didn't use the veto. And then she came out and talked to Julie. And she was like, yeah, maybe we have a chance. And I'm like, I know. Oh, no, but, no. but you know, in the jury house, she knows everything now. Right. You know, she yeah. knows everything she now. And, think, yeah. And I feel bad that she's going to be like, that's how I left the house, still having his back, when he was just talking really, you know, you just don't talk about a woman. You just don't talk about anybody like that that you've been had feelings with. You don't put that stuff out there like that. That's just wrong. Yeah. Well, like we said, you know, there's only so much that you can cover up. Your true colors come out. So, it you know, it was his own downfall. And he what doesn't come he out in the rinse, girls, comes out in the wash. <laughs> We're coming out in the four rinse. Minutes, so I wanna, I'm I just, just saying, say thank you, know, you to everybody. 
Well, so, girls, thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Thank you for having you know, us. Yeah, because you know what? Um, like I said, 140 characters ain't going to do no justice to this. No, um, I know. And I'm glad we did that the record straight. So. <laughs> yeah, and Hopefully you know, it's did. one of those things, girls, that we know as well as you know, as well as a lot of people know, this is not the end of the book, close, put it in the, in the bookcase, and it's going to collect dust. We know that there's going to be something, and I really hope the right thing happens. And, yeah, and, and I know. Just, you know, they come out, and they either face it or, you know, apologize or wh- whatever they want to do, address it in the proper fashion um, behind those or however it may be. Because, you know what, in this world, we, we, we actually – run into each other, right? We did Reality Rally together, so we do a lot of things together. Mm-hmm. You guys live in the same area, so you guys are going to be really kind of living it out because you guys are going to be near each other. So I really hope that it might not be, you know, hey, friendship, you know, you're not going to be boys, you know, whatever, you know, cool, but at least yeah, you know where each other are. Cordial. cordial. <laughs> let them know that you ain't gonna step, you ain't gonna kick, you ain't gonna sit, you ain't gonna do whatever. It's a hundred percent true because we all do the same charities, and what comes down to it, everybody is a family, and you know, just hopefully, it one day will just blow over. Like, do do we see ourselves being best friends with, with the person? No, but like you said, we'll be able to be in the same room and just um, it is what it is. So. They do so you girls being cordial. Yeah. I can see you girls being cordial and just, you know, because when we do see each other, we are doing charity events and there's no need for like any extra stuff. You know what I mean? So, and you girls are so professional. You guys are so on point. And you know what? You girls keep doing what you're doing because ain't nobody going to rain on your parade. You guys keep shining shining and you. you know all 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 you guys can do is just you know i'm sure you guys have a lot of lovely girls um that are in your dance class that you're not just teaching them dance you're teaching them life uh endeavors and in their future and how to be a strong beautiful woman and um mm-hmm. i'm really proud of you guys for for sticking up for yourself and not letting anybody kick you. Um, you know, I, I, I really am proud of you girls. Thank you for coming Thank on the show. You. Thank you. Thank you so telling much. Us about everything. Yeah, I love you girls. Love I really you. do. And I can't wait to love see you. you girls. Can't wait to see you in Thank October. You yeah, so much. We we'll see you at Rodney Bowl. <laughs> yeah, see you at Rodney Bowl. If you girls want to ever come back and talk about anything you guys got going on, promote whatever you yeah, want, or definitely. talk about the next season of Amazing Nights or whatever, or maybe come back on. And if Natalie wins, we'll celebrate Natalie winning. Yeah, I like that. Uh-huh. I like that. Whatever yeah, you yeah, girls yeah. want to do. <laughs> Yeah, but um, <laughs> can you before you go? Can you let everybody We're know where they can follow you at? All right, well, you guys follow Crystal, follow Tiffany, go on my page. Tell everybody, bye, girls. Bye. Bye. See you later. Thank <laughs> you all so you. much. Bye. Kisses. Thank you. Thank oh, you. I don't even have time to remind everybody about Thursday's show. We're gonna wrap tonight's show did. up with Ron as we <laughs> always do. Take care, everybody. Have a great <laughs> night. Here's what I'm going to take us out for the night. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in.
God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It was a great one. Make sure you join us on Thursday night for the Big Brother 18 Roundtable Show with Michael Cowboy Ellis at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. And thanks so much for joining us tonight with Michelle Costa for the Manic Monday Show. Be here next Monday to do it all again. Michelle, say good night. Good night. <laughs> thanks, babe. That was a great Love show. Love ya. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.